0: Hello, and welcome to episode 35 of the Metal Chat Podcast. My name is Melissa, and I'm coming to you from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm here with my trusty co-host, Maeve Kitty. It has been a minute since you've heard from me. I've been quite busy. I went to Hell's Heroes in Houston, and I had a fantastic time. And we do have a recap planned for you coming up, so be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, I did this interview And then my allergies kicked in and they were really, really bad. And I was coughing and sneezing and wheezing. So I put this on the back burner and then work got even more insane than it usually is. Coming up in just a few weeks, I will be headed over across the pond to the UK where I'll be attending the Download Festival. I'm very excited about it. I'll also be going to Bell Sonnet where I'll be reunited with my friends Fergal and Elaine and meeting up with my friend Andrew. But between now and then, I have so much to do. Oh my God, so much to do at work. It's just insane. But I wanted to definitely get this out. This conversation I had was with a gentleman by the name of Matthew. He is from the band Glacier. He's one of the three guitar players. They're a Doom band. I know Doom isn't for everyone, but I hope that you will enjoy this interview and listen to their song. And maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'll like parts of it. Maybe you'll like none of it, but at least you gave it a shot. But before we do that, as always, I want to reach out and thank everyone for their continued support. It is much appreciated. And with that, we are on to episode 35, Matthew from Glacier. You're listening to Metal Chat with Melissa on Podbean. All right, so on today's show, I am joined by Matthew from the band Glacier. They are a doom band from Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the show, Matthew.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you and your band and how you got started and all that good stuff?
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh. How much time do you have? Uh, (laughs) It's a long story. Most of the folks in the band have known each other for 20 plus years. There are two of the guys in the band are brothers, so they've known each other for their entire lives. Uh, and uh, the other two, both of the Ryans in the band, the other two guitar players, have been in bands with each other since they were in high school. And uh, this was an opportunity for them to continue playing music together, and you know, a- as we get old, and um, you know, they so they started this band as that, you know, to kind of. You know, start playing music again, give, get an excuse to get together again. They brought in Ryan's younger brother, Derek. And I actually joined the band about five years ago or so when um, one of the Ryans was uh, going on a long trip and they needed a fill-in guitar player. So I came in to fill in and then we decided, hey, actually having three guitars is a lot of fun. So that's kind of how we Uh, wind up up with the the loud three guitar sound that we have. And then Jesse joined the band soon after I did, right when we finished recording our first LP and um, has been in the band ever since. I've known Jesse for many years from other bands and stuff around Boston. So he was an easy fit, just kind of moved right in. That's awesome. That's very cool. So
0: were you in other bands before this?
1: Yeah, I've been in millions of bands, but none of them particularly good, I think. Uh, (laughs) So I was, I was recently in a band called Undersea that right, right right around the time that I joined Glacier about five years ago. um, That kind of fell apart, Um, but I haven't really been in a metal band since I was in in high school in the early two thousands, right? So this is my first first time playing in like a legitimately heavy band in you know more than 15 years
0: are you are you all like a metal guy I mean do you listen to metal
1: yeah I do I do and I, I would say I think that my when people ask like my favorite band is Smashing Pumpkins and they're not a metal band but I'd say they have a lot of metal influences mm-hmm. and, and growing up in the New England area and, you know, in the late 90s and the early 2000s is a lot of great heavy bands, metal bands, hardcore bands that we all kind of grew up listening to. Um, so got into a lot of that stuff, whether it was bands like Converge. Um, so, yeah, I've always been, you know, listened to heavier bands, liked heavier music, and I, and I actually really enjoy playing it. It's actually kind of the most fun to play because you can just, you know, let, let it go. Right. and and um, be as loud as you possibly can or as loud as you want to be right yeah definitely a lot you know lifetime metal so, listener.
0: so I don't know if you know the answer to this question because you if you didn't form the band but do you know why they chose the genre of doom as opposed to power metal or crash yeah. or
1: yeah so initially they wanted to do like a post rock, kind of like a Godspeed You Black Emperor kind of noisy instrumental, and then as time went on, it kind of naturally progressed to getting heavier and heavier. Um, you know, we all—I I don't know—I'm sure you know that band Sun. That's like a drone yes. band. Yes. Um, we went and saw them all together, and you know, when they played locally gosh must have been must have been four or five years ago and that was a a really big moment for us and kind of like you know we we'd all liked those kinds of bands but really seeing them live in person we're like oh okay like how do we take this kind of post-rock thing and do it in a more metal context and I think Mm -hmm. Sun was a really big band that that inspired us to do that. And bands like Boris, they do a lot of kind of metal stuff. And so that, that's kind of how it happened. So it wasn't an initially, you know, part of the idea of the band. It was really, the band was a Godspeed Black Emperor kind of cover band, basically. And then it evolved into a heavier sound.
0: So you guys have an EP called No Light Ever. You sold You've it to me. It. You, you yes. sold it to me. <laughs> um, so is this your first, uh recording
1: so they've done so total like when they first started the band just under 10 years ago they did uh a record that's called concave and that is the the very kind of godspeed style and then a few years after that they did two eps at the same time black beacon and kirtland and that gets a little bit heavier and then when I joined the band, we did our first vinyl, which was uh, it's called "Though Your Sins." And it's two songs, one song on side A, one song on side B, each about you know 10 to 15 minutes long. And then this one is the newest one that came out just before the pandemic. Um, so when I think of the band, I kind of think of it as the two eras, there was, you know, the two guitar era before I joined mm. the band and the, the three guitar era after I joined the band. So these two vinyl, the Do Your Sins vinyl and the No Light Ever vinyl are like our current catalog and the old stuff, most of us don't even remember how to play it anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so who writes, the do you guys write together or does everybody bring something in? How does that work?
1: Yeah, it is very collaborative and which... Was a problem during the pandemic because we weren't really mm. getting together, and it made it very hard for us to continue work on new stuff. It's and because of a, you know, a lot, a large portion of the sound of the band is just the volume and the the sound of big amps and rooms. It wasn't. It's not something that we can easily work on separately and kind of send to each other. Typically, the two Ryans who really started the band with Derek, they will have a a small idea that they will bring to practice that we all expand on. And over the years, everyone has kind of found their own job when it comes to working on new music, right? So, you know, the two Ryans will will be the initial idea guys. Uh, Derek, the bass player is the guy who kind of comes up with making it more clever. Uh, making everything a little bit more interesting, more interesting to listen to. Mm-hmm. Our drummer, Jesse, is the taste. He, you know, He's the guy who says, yeah, this is good, or no, this isn't good. We're, we're on the wrong track. Uh, and I think I kind of bring a different kind of musicality to it. So I'm like, okay, we play it like this. Let's play it differently, or let's play it faster or slower or in a different key or something like that. And all of those things come together. But because there's five of us, and because we have to get together for it, it takes us a really, really, really long time to write just one song. And the songs are long, right. you know, you know f- 15 minute long song, but it, it could take us six months to write a 15 minute long song before we're really happy with it.
0: Do you, is this your day job? Do you have to go have a day job? No,
1: uh, no, definitely have, we all have day jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of the guys have kids and families, you know, it's, it doesn't quite pay for itself. Right. Even um, it would be cool uh-huh. if it paid, but, you know, we do it for the love of playing music and um, we've had really amazing opportunities to play great places with great people and, you know, have made records and had a lot of help and a lot of fun doing those things. And we've been really lucky, but not quite so lucky that uh, it pays for itself.
0: I saw you guys at um, Summer Doom uh, that the Wands Ballroom put on.
1: Awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I believe they're doing that again this year. Uh, so, so I'm very excited uh, to see who they've got on the
0: lineup this year. I hope so. I'm really sad about the closing of that venue because I used to go to that venue a lot. A lot of great bands um, play there.
1: Our drummer did sound there for a long time too. So yeah, he was really close to that place. I heard that they were looking into a new location. Yeah,
0: I heard that too. I heard that too, that they were looking into something else. It's close to my house. It was just, you know, like I said, they always, they had good national bands. They had good local bands. It was just a, it was a good place. It's a it's a bummer. Yeah,
1: I've seen great shows there. Yeah, absolutely. How do
0: you feel about the metal scene in Boston compared to maybe other cities? If you've traveled to other cities, yeah, there's a there's a
1: couple. I think you know the scene, the bands that we play with, we are really supportive. We really, you know, care about each other's bands and know each other well. Um, I try to get out and see them when they play locally, and you know. Because it's all do it yourself, right? We're all, right. we do all the work. There's, you know, right. whenever a good opportunity comes up, a show comes up, we're like, okay, you know, can we get our buddy's band on this show, right? Can we, you know, C is a good example of a band that we play with pretty regularly. Yes. Um, they they did their record release right before the pandemic at once, they did their record release show. And, yes. you know, we got to open up for that show. And when we had done our record release show, they were, you know, they opened for us. Um, so. We are really, really supportive. You know, there's a lot of bands that I don't know because I feel like you know, because there's so many different metal sub genres, we sometimes get just kind of pigeonholed in with just a certain type of heavy mm-hmm. metal band or post metal right. or post rock bands. Um, so there's a lot that, you know, I don't know. And we at Summer Gloom, we played with uh, Seed and yes. became friends with the folks in that band and they are so good and they are really connected with other bands in the scene and they know every band and uh so you know went to a lot of shows with them just to see other bands and meet other bands uh it's an awesome part of being in a band is uh, knowing other musicians right
0: the camaraderie of it all do you play outside yeah. of the boston area have you gotten a
1: lot of gigs yeah elsewhere? so yeah we've we've been able to play in new york we're going to be playing indiana Uh, in the fall for uh, a big festival the post festival which we're (laughs) like crazy excited for so many that's cool so really excited for that Um, you know we've been up to Vermont a couple of times um, and had had some really good shows up in Vermont but not too far out of the northeast I'd say the furthest north is you know we've been up to Burlington the furthest south so far has been New York during 2020, we were supposed to go to Canada. We were supposed to go to Europe. We had really big plans after that right. album came out. And none of that stuff happened. Yeah, I'm picking up the pieces now. And um, again, yeah, we're going to so do this Indiana show. Hopefully we'll get some shows between here and there and um, yeah. sort of start to see some other cities and meet other bands.
0: That's absolutely the trick. I was talking to somebody else um, in a band and he was saying, you know, part of the he's in Tennessee and he said part of the problem of playing the Northeast is what happens between here and there because like you said you know they're in a van and you know they they got to pay their own way and everything and it would help if they could get make some money along the way
1: yeah yeah definitely a gas is expensive Yep. we had our own van and uh it was another <laughs> casualty of the pandemic it died because it wasn't being driven and Just the rust got to it. So now we've been renting vans for shows, which adds another expense on top of everything. But yeah, you know, and uh, the best thing to do is if you know a band in another city, then they help, right? So, you know, we're playing May 15th in JP. And uh, with a band from Chicago called standard, they reached out to us, they'd heard about us, they wanted to come to Boston. So we helped set up a show for them in JP. And now we know somebody in Chicago. So okay, now we have the opportunity that right. if we're making we a our network way out there. We've got we've got those guys that that can help us out. So
0: that's, that's, that's definitely the, the way, way to do it. I mean, you have to do it that way. I mean, if you don't have like, you know, a big management company behind you or an agent <laughs> and all of that kind of stuff, then you really have to yeah. like pound the pavement yourself. <laughs> Farthest,
1: far from it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: The name Glacier, because there's there's several bands named Glacier. What do you know about the name of the band?
1: <sighs> I know it's so frustrating. So there's, there's a, a metal band from the West Coast yep, yep. named but- Glacier
0: which I'm familiar with because I'm older. So I remember them from
1: the 80s. <laughs> from the 80s. And the, the understanding I have of when this band was named is that band wasn't doing anything anymore. They, they weren't really a band. And this band was just kind of a bunch of buddies getting together, has become a bigger thing as more people, you know, have latched on and, and enjoy what we do since then, that the West Coast Glacier has started to play and, and put the yeah, we got back together, together yeah. And it, and it's frustrating. It's like, ah, uh, can we, we could probably coexist, right? I know they are coming out here, they're playing Worcester um, mm-hmm. I think in June and, and I'll yeah. probably go see him, right? You know, it, it's very unlikely we're gonna make it all the way to the West Coast soon. Indiana is the furthest we've ever even dreamed of going. Right. And, you know, I, I think the, the name was chosen because you know, they were looking for something singular and uh, evocative. And I think that it is really descriptive of what we're trying to do. And it's, it's just such a, it's such a great band name. And there's so many bad band names. And band names are so hard. Right. It's, it's so hard to have a really good band name. And so we, we're really kind of married to it. But you yeah, haven't gotten sued
0: or anything, right? Or you haven't got like no, a cease and desist or anything like that?
1: <laughs> no, we don't make any money. So it's like they wouldn't do it. <laughs> the band doesn't even pay for itself, right? Like, we put in our own money to make t-shirts and make records and pay for our rehearsal space and gas and shows and stuff. So they really wouldn't get anything out of us if that's what they were going for. But I, I I like to think that we can coexist. We, you know, we're we're different kinds of bands. Yeah, very really. different. And we're from the opposite sides of the country, right? right? You know, we've joked about changing the name to Mighty Glacier, because you know, that's kind of a, a band joke. I don't know what we would do if they were like, hey, you really can't use this name anymore. <laughs> well, I hope <laughs> that doesn't happen. I think I think we could coexist. I,
0: I don't think it's a big deal. So we met at a brewery called Bona Brewery in Everett, here in the Boston area. So tell me about how this collab started, because I think this is a very interesting thing. So for the people at home, this brewery had a a collaboration with you guys. They brewed a beer named No Light Ever after your CD. Then they had a meet and greet at the brewery, which I thought was very, very cool. So can you tell me how that came about?
1: One of the guys that works there uh, has taken pictures for the band before. And his name is Matt also and matt darcy takes pictures under the name banana masher and he's taken some really great pictures of the band and he works closely with them and i I think that's how we initially were introduced to them and they reached out to us and said hey we you know we'd love to do a collaboration we've done a collaboration with lesser glows and other bands in the area that we're really close with i actually used to be in a band with the drummer they'd say you know are, are you all interested and we actually kind of flaked on it for a little while because half of the band actually doesn't drink. So it, you know, we were. <laughs> That's like, gonna be oh, my next this, question. Yeah, does this make sense for us to do? But ultimately, you know, they're so great there, and it's a great business, and they're so cool, and they're so supportive of you know of us and of other bands in the area. Yeah. That we're like, you know what, this this makes sense to do. So they did a first batch uh, last year, I think. They had asked you know, the, the beer drinkers of the band, you know, what kind of beer they think would make sense. And they said, you know, something dark and impenetrable, um, because that's kind of how we think of the band, is we're, we, we don't think of ourselves as being very accessible to a, the normal listener, right? The songs are long, they're very right. loud. It's, it's not for everybody. Um, and so we're like, if there's gonna be a beer named after our album or collaboration, it's, it's got to also kind of be impenetrable. And um, and so that's what they came up with this kind of imperial stout. I stout think. Yep. I'm, now, I'm did you not drink not it or are you not a drinker? A, no, I am not, but I'm not a drinker. You're so. not
0: one of the drinkers in the band.
1: No. <laughs> and, and apparently they loved it and it was very successful. Ah. And, uh, you know, they had a lot of people that really like it. And so they went and did this new batch of barrel aged so in a bottle rather than a can. Yep. And, um, and so that's when they asked us to, to come and do the meet and greet, which was a ton of fun. There were so many great people there. You know, we've been trying to actually set up a show and actually play at the brewery, um, but the timing just hasn't worked out. Every time they've had something, we've had a conflict with something else. Because um, I think they've got something coming up in the summer, and we had something else that same weekend locally. So we we're like, ah, oh, we we can't do it. <laughs> um, it's feast or but famine, right? We will play there. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> no, um, I had the beer. I drink the beer. It was good. You drink it. It's
1: good. I, I did. Um, I, I'm
0: not a big, huge stout person, but you know, I thought while I was there, I might as well try it. And I, you know, I had yeah. one. It, I didn't. I mean, I I don't drink a lot of stouts, but I thought it was good.
1: That's kind of exactly what my wife said. She said, you know what? It's not my kind of thing, but this one's pretty good. <laughs> I said, that's
0: great. Yeah. Take your word for it. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. So you have a wife. So what does is, what is your wife think about your hobby?
1: She is our biggest supporter. She's at every show. She buys our shirts. I don't know why. She's crazy. <laughs> she loves it. Yeah. She is a really big supporter. You know, everyone, all of our families, Everyone in the band that's got family uh, has been really supportive. They come out to the shows. They're really supportive. They buy the records. They buy shirts and stuff from us. Uh, I think most of the stuff we sell goes to family members.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's usually how it is, right? usually Your mom is buying all your Girl Scout cookies, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So um, what do you have? uh, So you, you were saying you have a show in JP coming up. What else do you have going on?
1: Yeah, we've got this JP show in May, and then we're looking to the summer uh, to do something locally, hopefully in collaboration with Once. And then in the fall, we'll be doing that run out to Indiana and back. Right now, internally, we've been really focused on writing stuff because because of the bad timing that the album came out at the tail end of 2019, and we weren't really able to play any shows Mm -hmm. in support of it. Now the album kind of feels old. So it's like, okay, it's time to start writing again. So, you know, we've got probably half an album done, give or take. Like I said, it takes a a real long time, but we've got demos for a couple of tracks that that we're excited about, that we're really happy about. You know, (laughs) hopefully within the next six months or so, we can get another two songs or so. I think for us, four songs, is a good album's worth since the songs are typically more than 10 minutes long yeah you kind uh, you of know.
0: got like a prog thing going on you're like yeah kind down. of uh,
1: <laughs> and it's and it's almost not intentional and the it sounds ridiculous but it's you know the way we string ideas together you know because we're not looking to write like a pop song right we're looking for okay where does this part naturally bring us to and how does this part evolve over time? And through that, you know, we end up with these big, long things and maybe we could be better at editing, but um, they end up long. And um, I've heard people describe it as like cinematic. I like that, mm-hmm. that kind of idea that, you know, it's, it's evocative and it's more than just like, you know, head banging along or singing along it's, it can bring imagery to, to people's minds. And I, I like the idea of being able to do that.
0: Yes, definitely. I would agree with that. I think you guys are really good. That's why I wanted to talk to you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I want you to um, send me the information for the gig because I'd like to pop down there and check you out. Good um, old
1: Jamaica Plain. The Midway KP. Cafe. May 15th. Oh, the Midway.
0: Yeah. I know where that is.
1: Yeah, classic oh, Midway. Yeah. Playing with uh, this band Circus Trees. Have you seen Circus Trees? I haven't. They might be my favorite Boston band.
0: Uh, really, do? Just
1: an awesome, an awesome band. Ah, It's hard. They're hard to describe. They came up playing with post-rock bands, but they're not a post-rock band. They are very, they're heavy, but they're a three piece. So they're, you know, really, you know, a power trio kind of thing. And they, and they do longer songs, but they're not instrumental. The bands, it was three sisters, but now uh, the drummer took over on drums. So it's two sisters and a brother. I love, I love this band and I'm always talking them up. Any chance I get, they are just fantastic. Just a great band.
0: I will definitely have to um, check them out. What is your favorite song on the new album? Uh, We, we kind
1: of joke that the first song is the hit. It's uh, because it comes out really strong, has a lot of movement in it. And I feel like specifically like the guitar parts I play have a, a vocal and the communication quality to them. So it's a song that I really, really enjoy playing. So that song's called uh, Oh World, uh, I Remain No Longer Here. And then the very last song on the album, I think is our most challenging because it's, we have this whole beginning section that we kind of jokes kind of sounds like a swarm of bees for five minutes or so before the song itself really starts. And, and that song is, is, a lot of fun to play in a, in a different way because i think it it definitely challenges the audience to you know you're not just listening to something easy this is you got to you got to really
0: want to listen to the song <laughs> yeah the, you know the thing about doom for me is i it relaxes me okay <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know chill it just does like yeah the, the it does i, I don't know people are like oh it's so depressing and i was like i don't know it just mellows me out it just after a long day at work it just like chills me out Yeah, I I don't
1: think of us as being depressing, although we do have our funny catchphrase of no happy music, because we, you know, we feel like the best songs are sad songs, you know, definitely when we're writing, if someone comes up with something, it's like, is that too happy? Is that, can that be less happy in a way?
0: (laughs) Are you a classically trained, professionally trained musician? I mean, did you like go to school for this sort of thing? Or is this, was this always just like a hobby that you had?
1: No, I, I'm self taught. I've never taken any lessons. Um, I've been playing since, since 1995, I've been playing guitar like 30 years almost. Two of the guys took guitar lessons when they were kids. None of us went to school. So, you guys aren't Berkeley that. people? No, not <laughs> Berkeley people. Jesse, our drummer, has some, some technical training for engineering and studio work and mm-hmm. uh, live sound. Um, well, that's helpful. Yeah, definitely. Um, he, he's <laughs> Cause he can communicate to sound engineers in a way, you know, in their language in a way mm-hmm. that maybe me who just knows how to play guitar doesn't know exactly what to say. And, you know, again, because we do everything ourselves, and it's a community, how you interact with everyone is really, really important. And so having mm-hmm. Jesse who has that background knows exactly like, you know what drives sound people crazy? He knows like to not do. Uh, so, you know we don't want to have a reputation of being a difficult band to work with, even right. though we know we are particularly loud, and so that does drive some sound guys nuts.
0: Well, I mean, if you tell them going in, okay, this is you know we're loud, you know. Yeah,
1: we we played in Manchester, and when we were just doing a simple line check, this is one of my favorite stories. The guitar player immediately like hits his you know, hits open string just to check the volume. Sound guy's like, that's going to be the no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be a no.
1: He was not not pleased uh, with how loud we were. But we we worked it out. We were like, you know what? Because there's no vocals, there's really not a lot, especially in small rooms that the sound guy needs to do. Our amps do it, right? Our amps carry. It's all about the stage volume. Um, And once they kind of get past that, they're like, okay, I can just let these guys be they'll, they'll manage it and that that typically works out
0: do you foresee any vocals in the
1: future you know probably not and not that we're anti-vocal it's more that I can't think of what would work and what would match vocals are absolutely the hardest thing it's it's a lot of times it's make or break for a band a band could be awesome but if their Mm -hmm. vocalist isn't just right for that band or what they're doing and yeah can ruin a band. And, uh, so that makes it really hard. We've had people say, Hey, let me, let me jump in there and sing for you. We had a guy said, you know, I know exactly what to do. I'll be 60% singing and 40% screaming. And we're like, "Ah, we don't know if that's, that's right. You know? So it's, I think it's very unlikely. I think we're, we're pretty happy with what we've got. But you know, never say never, Sun was just like two guitars droning and now they, they do have a vocalist sometimes who does his own really unique thing. And if something really unique came up, I think we would consider it. Mm-hmm. I think a, a thing for bands for me is what makes a band great is when they can do something that only they can do. Right. Um, I think that's, that's you know, because there's a million bands that can sound like other bands or they can do this, but can your band do something that only your band can do? And I think that the thing that we do that only we can do is this kind of three guitar, really loud, synced up heavy riff thing that that we do better than any band that I can think of. You know, I I don't know if vocals would work with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for popping in to talk to me. I really do appreciate it. Do I have your permission to play that song? Oh,
1: yes. Please okay. play it every day. All right.
0: All right. <laughs> I will play that song uh, podcast and let everybody listen to it. And I'm going to check out that band. But send me um, the info about the JP show when it is and all that stuff. So I can see if I can pop down and uh, so check yeah, you guys out. Honest. That would be great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have Thanks a great night.
1: The podcast. You take
0: care. All right. You too. Bye-bye.